What is up, Fence fam, and welcome to the Fence Expert Podcast, a podcast devoted to anything and everything fence. Whether it's tools, guests, or answering your fence-related questions, you've come to the right place. This podcast is sponsored by OZFence.store, your one-stop shop for all your fencing-related hardware. Right now, they're offering a free shipping of $150 or more, and if you use the discount code PODCAST, you can save 15% in addition to the free shipping. With all that being said, let's dive into this week's episode. What is up, Fence fam? So good to see you guys. Virtually as it were, or as it is, I don't, how do you say that? I don't know. Uh, glad to be back with you guys again in the uh, Expert Professional Wood Care Studios coming to you live. Always good to see you guys. And always a big shout out to Expert Professional Wood Care Products. They sponsor the live and I really appreciate it. They're really good folks. If you guys read the description, you know who we're talking to. We're talking to Michael Reed, the Executive Director of the American Fence Association about Fence Tech 2023 and OKC. Michael, how are you? Good morning. How are you, Joe? I'm doing so well. I'm doing so well. I hope our live is as informative as like the 15 minute talk we had before the live. <laughs> I like that. I like being prepared. So uh, yeah. it was good. Uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about Fence Tech. Uh, let's get into it. it it's going to be here before we know it. I was, I was talking to my wife last night. I was like, okay, so February, you're not going to see me more or less for the rest of the month. Like it'll, there'll be days here, days there. But we've got a lot of big things coming up. But the biggest thing of this month, well, yeah, I guess we get there in February. The bulk of it, I guess, is in March. Anyway, FinTech 2023 and OKC. The planning for this is probably pretty much done, isn't it? Now we're just to the execution part. We're dotting I's and crossing T's. And, um, you know, this is where kind of the rubber starts to meet the road, I would okay. say. And then so people are saying, Oh shoot! This this came up, and I can't attend. Or or sure. so we're filling we're filling education spots. We're making sure the awards are ready to go. We're making sure that um, booth spaces are set exactly where we promised they would be. And so now is just a matter of making sure that the final details are in place so that folks have a good experience when they hit the ground in Oklahoma City. Uh, absolutely, and and the convention center itself is already starting to prepare. Yeah. Well, it, the whole, you know, I was in, I was at the jackpot show a couple weeks ago in New Jersey and I was giving remarks to some folks and I, I, I compared it to other, other convention cities. So when you go to like the last Fence Tech in New Orleans, yeah. when you go there, like New Orleans is there and you're participating in New Orleans and it, and it's great. It, it yeah. is that kind of city, but it's different here. There's a different feel in Oklahoma city because we we are what's happening uh, for that week, and the city knows it. The convention center knows it. Uh, the Bricktown, where all the bars and restaurants are, they're preparing. Like they're excited for us to be there, and uh, they they're just as excited as for us to be there as we are to to be there. It, you know, and it really shows. So uh, one of the things we talked about on the show. So my salesman, the the my salesman display or booth there is having a as having a broadcast stage where we're interviewing giants in the industry. And so as part of that, uh, Rachel and I were on a call yesterday with their IT guy, just talking about kind of what we're needing as far as to live stream and all that. This gentleman was incredibly accommodating. I mean, he was he was asking us what we prefer. You know, well, where would you like the line to come and where, you know, what do you need? How can yeah. we make you successful? Like, 
This is a very different experience. Our, our planning staff is spoiled because that's the same exact treatment that they're getting from the folks there. And it doesn't matter whether like we're calling around now for extra hotel rooms and we're trying to line up and accommodating and helpful and, you know, knowing that you've got to, you, you know, you as us as the client have a job to do and they're trying to make it easy for them. It's been our experience. It's been our, I'm glad you had that experience. But that's been our experience in prepping for Princeton. I, I think it's going to make for an exceptional show. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's and like I say, it's it's kind of the it seems to be the exception. Um, you know, so I it I think it's going to make for a really nice show. Let's do this. Let's say hi to a few folks. We've got some folks piling in here. We're actually also streaming, oh. streaming, streaming uh, live on TikTok. So if you hello TikTok, and we can't bring their questions up here, but we we'll give them a shout out. All right. Bo was first up. Bo DeVore says, good morning, Fence fam. Tapping in from Oregon. Bo is like one of the uh, weekly watchers here. I like it, Bo. We need a term for the, uh, for like weekly, for weekly watchers. You know, weekly watchers is not a good term, but for the guys that like tune in weekly, I don't know. We'll, the immediate Fence fam. We'll new the immediate Fence fam. Everyone's in it, but only, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. We'll noodle this around a little <laughs> bit. I love the content as always. Very insightful and entertaining to say the least. Bo, appreciate that a lot. Michael Greenfield, what's up, Mike? How are you, sir? Good morning, Joe. Tuning in from the STL to watch the show. Looking forward to seeing everyone at Fence Tech. I agree. I agree. Paul said, Paul, I apologize. I'm not going to give your last name a try because it's. Uh, I'll probably butcher it. But Paul says, Virginia here, production manager of a local fence company. Paul, welcome. welcome. Appreciate you tuning in. Oh, Stevie's here. Good afternoon, Joe and all the fence fam. Guys, we did it. We got a box with hats to Stevie in Ireland. Thank you, Rapid Ship Republic, for helping make that happen. They're not sponsored, but they were very helpful, and they helped get this done. Uh, they got the box all the way over there to Ireland. So, Stevie, welcome. Good afternoon to you, sir. Jeremy's here with us. Good morning from Fort Worth. Good morning, Jeremy. Fence Genius, Mr. Knudsen. Hello. Good morning from Washington State. Good morning, good sir. Charles Viner says, hello, everyone. Watching from Davenport, Iowa on banks of the Mississippi River. I hope you're doing something fun there on the Mississippi River. Todd Skolski says, good morning from Boston. Good morning, Todd. I feel obligated whenever I say Boston to throw that really bad accent in with it. I understand it's horrible. It's not even close, but I don't know. You kind of want to say it. Josh Rand gives us the frozen face emojis. Good morning, Josh. Josh is up in the frozen north. Uh, are there signups? So this is a good question. So are there signups for classes, or do we just pick one and show up? Website at the time I looked only had scheduled times. No, oh, when you register, you should register for the classes. That way we know if we have – that's the kind of stuff that happens in the last minute. When we see that one particular class has a whole lot more registrants in it than another – we flip them so that we can accommodate folks. So that you definitely need to register and say what class you're interested in. So, so we can make sure there's enough seats for people. Well, and, and that's a good point here too, because I saw this come up in uh, one of the Facebook groups is that you do register for the educational content. Uh, mm -hmm. Well, you register for everything you write that way you get your badge and you get the check-in process goes a lot smoother that way. You get what you want. I mean, that's yeah. that, the reason why our registration, um, People come to FinSTech for different reasons and they have different interests. And yeah. so we have a 
a little bit more complex uh, registration process so that people get exactly what you want when you come. Well, but, and you you reserve space too for like the the welcome dinner, the the kickoff, and everything. Everything. One year, uh, the first my first fence tech was um, San Antonio, and I didn't know you registered, so we just like we showed up, and I'm like, well, I'm here, and oh, we have to we have to check in, okay. And then unfortunately, the dinner was sold out already, so like, well, right. we don't have room for you. Like, oh, okay, so I need to register in advance from now on, just to so, save my seat. So if folks. There's a lot of drive-in folks that drive in. They make that decision in the last minute. They know that they've got a four-hour drive to the whatever whatever space that it's in. Sure. Um, and they show up. Basically, what you do when you show up to something like that is you walk the show floor, and you get all the benefits of being on the show floor. But but by the time you get there, we've already we've already booked food. We've already booked places. It's it's yep. really hard to do extra stuff if you don't register ahead of time. Yeah, so so guys out there watching, if you're planning on going, register now. I mean, we're a few weeks out, so there's still space available and all that. But registering, make sure that you get a seat, you know, where you want for what events. Yeah. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong. The registration process, you log into your AFA portal, and then you can register from there. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's all done. And if you're if if you're not an AFA member, you have a chance to join. But he, sure. the, but whether or not you're a member. Go to the website, um, the FinTech website, register with the on the FinTech website, and that okay. will that whole process is. Um, we don't have a lot of problems with the registration yeah. site, but if you do, pretty straightforward services, and they'll take care of it. Absolutely. So make sure you guys get the seats in the right rooms that you want by registering and choosing uh, the educational classes that you are interested in. Hey, Joe. Just yeah. just as a side note for yeah. that, it's not just about what's happening at FinTech. Uh, it's also housing. Uh, I kind of mentioned that yeah. the housing was almost a hundred percent with, with what we booked yeah. and we're scrambling to get extra, uh, hotels. You know, so yeah, more rooms. people can register. Uh, so just know that that's the other thing. If you choose not to register and you're just going to drive in for the day, great. We'll be happy to see you. Sure. Uh, but you may have a tough time yeah. because there's a ton of fence people coming taking up rooms. Yeah, you might you might have a hard time finding a place to stay. Might be on the outskirts of town. That's a good problem. That's a good yeah. problem. It's a great problem. JC Fence says, "Hey guys, see you in OKC. You got it. You there? CNS Vinyl. Hello everybody. What's up from sunny and hot Florida? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear anything about sunny or hot. So." Thanks so much for coming. <laughs> no, what what is that? It's cold and overcast here, which is why I'm a bit grumpy about this hot and sunny talk. Jerry Davis, good morning. Good morning from Big Jerry's fencing. Good morning, Jerry. Appreciate you joining us. JC Fences, hi Todd. Okay. Front Rock Fences says, "Good morning, Orange. You glad it's Saturday? Yes, and I can appreciate. Listen." This whole orange thing is a godsend to dads because I get to make all the orange dad jokes. Like the knock, knock, who's there banana joke. My kids hate it because I tell it so often. I've got my five-year-old. He can say it perfectly now. Uh, I can appreciate a good orangey glad. So, yes, sir. I am pretty glad it's Saturday. All right. So, so Mike, we had talked about before this went on um, the, the top five reasons someone would want to come to OKC to come to FinTech and OKC. I mean, besides seeing you and myself and other, and other people like that, there's five other reasons too. 
I mean, there's lots more than five, but it's like the yeah, top. If we're five. gonna do a top, I mean, you can do a top five, top top five reasons. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, so number five, OKC is going to be fence and gate central. So we talked a little bit about this, sure. uh, but I like the analogy that, or like the how we're phrasing this in that at at New Orleans there was a party going on anyway. We just happened to be at it. They're having minor parades. They were, uh, yeah. I think that's what they call the small. Anyway, they're having parades. They're having this and that, and we happened to be there at that particular time. You know, the party was going on with or without us. We just happened to show up. Uh, but at OKC, they're rolling out the red carpet for us, for the fence and gate community. We, we are the party, and it's going to be a damn good party. Yeah. So it's, uh, and if, yeah, yeah, but if they've met the fencing community, they know that we, uh, we can throw a pretty good shindig. We can put a pretty good thing together. Yeah. And I think, you know, I also think that the, the, the folks in Oklahoma City, they just get us, they, they get who are, they get who we are. They get what we're trying to do. They they sure. they just get us, and I think that shows in how we're being treated. Your experience that you had calling the convention center, uh, the experience that my teams had as they're getting getting the party ready. It it's they get us. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a so I go to Tulsa quite a lot, which is in the vicinity of Oklahoma City, but very down to earth, good people. I mean. Not not as down to earth and good people as Missourians, but hey, who can who can hold up to that standard, right? But if you can't come to Missouri, you ought to go to Oklahoma, sort of thing. Uh, no, it's it's full of good people, just really down to earth, good folks. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Not saying anything about anywhere else, but uh, I think that's part of what we're feeling too when we reach out and talk to them. I mean, they're like I said, really accommodating. Want to make sure that we're we're going to have the best time ever. It's gonna feel like it's gonna feel like coming home a lot. So no matter where you're from, going back to Fence Tech is gonna feel it's gonna have that comfortable feeling of of going home, and, yeah. and it's and it's gonna be all around you. It's gonna be the, the the whole experience. They are rolling out the red carpet for us, and and that feels that feels good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and the nice thing we've talked about this already, but the venue itself, like the whole area, the, that Bricktown area, is built for convention centers. It's built. They've got. They've got all the infrastructure we need to not have to go, uh, you know, catch an Uber to this dinner or catch an Uber to that dinner or to this, you know, after party or or whatever, wherever we're going. It felt like, it, you know, elsewhere you've, you've had to just figure out transportation to get all over town to go to these different places. It sounds like in OKC, it's all going to be more or less walkable. More or less. And then they have a great, you know, tram system that is going to be free while we're there. And so... Nice. Um, it's uh, anywhere that you feel like you can't walk to, you should be able to jump on um, the tram and, and be able to get yourself. Fantastic. Fantastic. So number four is networking and relationships. Meet your peers, deepen your relationships with suppliers and customers. This is, this is probably one of my favorite parts of fence tech yeah, is it, just being around others in the community. And it's something that we are, you know, we're good at it. We're good at many things but we're exceptional at a few things. And, and this idea of bringing folks together in this way is something that AFA does exceptionally well. Yep. And uh, so when FinTech comes around, this is the, this is what most people highlight and say, this is our opportunity to be in the same room, connecting over things that are you know, jointly important and, yep. and kind of rekindling those relationships and deepening them. Um, whether well, this is where all like, all these organ like the the 
the organizations within AFA, AFA can get together too. So like yeah, all so, the chapters, that's where yeah, I look at it. I look at it like in three levels. So we have the, the kind of traditional trade show. So suppliers are there to meet customers and customers are there to meet their suppliers. And there's that kind of interaction that happens that that's kind of a traditional and when we do, you know, that trade show floor runs exceptionally well. It then really you've got this whole thing from contract from contractors meeting other contractors and, and what folks can learn from one another. And then kind of the inner workings, the leaders of the industry getting together. So women and fence are having a, a mm -hmm. big um, panel and then followed by a social reception. Young fence professionals are getting. So these communities that are inside of AFA, that exist inside of AFA, they're all meeting there uh, because it, everybody's everybody's going to be there. So it's kind of the leaders of the industry getting together to decide what comes next for the industry. Absolutely. And, and that's very, it's, it's powerful. And it it's what makes AFA kind of sticky and why people are here and volunteer year after year after year um, is because they get an opportunity to take the industry and advance it in the thing, in the ways and with the people who are, think that's important as well. Absolutely. So, so for those of you watching that are planning on going, figure out what, what these, uh, you know, sub events are that are going on during a AFA that you can get plugged into, you know, we're getting Sarah plugged into the women of AFA that you mentioned. Now we're in the Midwest chapter. So the Midwest chapter is also going to have a meetup there at the convention center. Um, so I'm also in uh, CLFMI. So chain link fence manufacturers Institute, uh, for the wireworks side, we're having a meeting there at the convention center. So figure out who you're plugged into already and what events they're doing or who you could be plugged into. So young fence professionals, like they've kind of still adopted me. I don't know that I qualify really much anymore, uh, but they still let me in. So that's awful. It's awful nice of them. But uh, no, they usually have a good, uh, a good get together. Last year it was, uh, they had a band playing a live band. It was, it was pretty slick. Um uh, it's good, and it will be this year. I would, I would say, Joe, that if if you're not connected to any of those other things, you know how easy it is is you sit down with somebody at the AFA booth and say, "This is what my business is like. These are the things that I'm interested in," and then you yeah. get kind of navigated. It's like going to a guidance counselor when sure. you were picking your classes, or you know, you sit down and. That's the beautiful thing about AFA in general, and the power of associations is that. Um, you get to come to AFA and then do what's important to you. So you get the power of this industry-wide organization and everybody rowing in the same general direction. But then you get to go to the part of the AFA that makes the most sense to you and mm -hmm. connect with other people who think that's important too. It is, yeah, you, it you is, why, it is why associations are powerful. Yeah, and you get plugged in anywhere. And just because you're not already plugged in when you get there doesn't make any bit of difference. Not Young Fish Professionals is a good example because I knew there was an event, but I was like, I don't really qualify for that anymore, I don't think. Uh, are they checking IDs at the door? I don't know. Um, but when I was talking to uh, – who's I talking? I think I was talking to Nathan Downs. He goes, hey, uh, we're going over to Young Fish Professionals. You, you going with us? Like, I don't know that I qualify for that anymore. Like, Let's go. Like you're, you're coming. And, uh, you know, as soon as you get there, it's other fencing professionals, right? So you're like, Oh, I know you and you and you and you, and I got, I got plugged in really easily. So, uh, just because you're not plugged in yet doesn't mean you can't get plugged in when you get there. 
it's it's one of the great things about the AFA culture is that uh, it's really hard to stay on the sidelines. I mean, people, yeah. Yeah. The, the whole, the AFA culture is one of bringing people into, into the center. And so FinTech feels like a big event because, because it is, it takes up a lot of space. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things to see and do while you're there. But if you make a little bit of effort, you will be, you will be brought into whatever that smaller community is. So AFA, AFA can feel big sometimes sure. when you're when you're new to it, but it yeah. doesn't have to be. You need to no. be real clear about what your passions are and what your you think is important, and then we'll connect you with other people who think that's important too. Well, and the thing is too, like everyone's approachable. Like we're all in, we're all in the same community. We're all in the same industry. So everyone there is is uh, incredibly approachable. I got introduced to some actual. I mean, absolute giants in the industry. That was like, I don't know if I should be talking to these folks or not. Like, I don't know if I belong in this particular circle that I'm in right now. Um, but I mean, everyone's in the same industry though. So we're all talking feds. We're all talking about, we all have pretty much the same struggles, the uh, different versions of them maybe, uh, but more or less the same struggles. And I think ultimately we're after the same thing and that's the growth of the industry. So at the yeah. end of the day, the fact that we have a common goal. So whether I'm thinking whether I'm worried about my business and how to scale my business or do something new or learn something new. Yes, that's the same struggle that other people are having. So it's nice to know that, that we all have pro common problems, but sure. at the end of the day, whether you come from the supplier side or the contractor side, the, the, the bigger goal, the, the bigger brass ring that we're all striving for is that growth of the industry. And the yep. way that we do that is increasing professionalism and increasing our networking ability, increasing education and credentialing. And, and once people understand, oh, this is how the this is how the industry is growing. This is how we're moving. The, we're advancing the interests of the organization. Well, then they feel like they can participate. And that's what, you know, that's how FinTech feels big, but gets little really quickly. Yep, that's right. Well, in. Once so you, even if you're going to your first one, one your first fence tech, you start getting plugged in with people. But then the second, the second fence tech is like you're coming home, right? You're seeing all the people you haven't seen it coming home for like Christmas or something. You know, you go off to, to college, you come home, and you start seeing all your friends. You're like, oh, uh, yeah, you, you, you. How how was your year? How are things going on? Yeah, it's homecoming. It's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's it awesome. is. I now with social media, it's not, not as much as that. You know, I've never thought of it in those terms, but that's exactly right. Is it's, I think, especially as we we look at Oklahoma City and and then FinTech twenty twenty four in Nashville, I, I think I want to pick up that theme of of if you've never been before, you need to experience it because it yeah. is you, when you walk onto that that I do it even now when I walk onto the trade show floor, and I've been to a lot of trade shows after thirty years in in the association world. I walk into the trade show floor and everybody's got butterflies in anticipation. You walk onto that show floor and you're like, holy cow. I, this is a big deal. And, and, and I'm part of what's happening. Yeah. It's cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And because you are, even, even the, the contractor that's there for the first time, they're still part of it. Yeah. They're still part of this whole thing. So you also get to, you mentioned suppliers. You also get to link up with suppliers that you haven't seen in a little while, especially coming out of the pandemic. Uh, some of our suppliers are still, um, 
you know, they're, they're still getting back out into the communities that pre pandemic, we knew all of our outside salespeople, right? They were by once a month or every couple months. We knew who they were. We saw them face to face. We'd grab lunch or breakfast or something, but then the pandemic happened and, and that went away and seems like some of the, some of the suppliers were really good at, you know, right out of the gate, sending outside sales folks back out. Let's, Let's shake hands. Let's meet face to face again. And then some are still just trying to get back out into the community. So this is a, also a good place to meet face to face with your suppliers and potential yeah. suppliers. I, I think that's a, I think that's exactly what's happening. And I, I think it's a natural transition from the pandemic. And I also think that as people are looking into the future and, you know, and depending on where you sit in the fence industry with regard to your forecast of the future, they're moving salespeople around. They are yeah. having new pro, new sales programs. They're introducing new product lines and new sales programs. And I and I and they prep for this event in a unique way. They're running the rest of the year just like just like everyone else is. But sure. they are prepping. So anything new is going to be highlighted at Vincetech. And to be able to yep. sit down and if you're thinking ahead and thinking, well, I'm gonna. You know, I, this is the year I'm going to fabricate my own gates, or this is the year that I'm going to do my own whatever new product line that you're introducing new into you, to your your customers. This is where you want to line up those relationships and and solidify the relationships that you have. Well, you know, and part of the conversation too, just in talking about trade shows in general, is so we as a service business go to our own version of trade shows, right? Lawn and garden shows, home builder right. shows, that sort of thing. And the talk now is like, well, we're so engaged with our clients already through social media and whatnot. Are these still important? Like, do they still have a place? And I love them because of the one-to-one, -one, you know, interactions we get to have with people that we used to see every year at these things. Uh, but also it's where we unveil our newest and greatest innovations that our customers might have missed. Uh in talking about that, so we were down, uh, we were down at Nationwide a few weeks ago, or a couple weeks ago, and uh, we filmed a few videos. It'll be interesting because they're rolling out some products, uh, some some new innovations at FenceTech. So suppliers are still holding, you know, they're still holding these innovations back to FenceTech to reveal them, so that because it, so the conversation is why, right? With with how easy it is to reach people now, like why hold off until a convention well their reason talking through it with them is they want people to touch and feel it they're like we can try to explain this as much as we want and we can try to talk about the benefits and try to demonstrate it but you got to touch it and feel it you have to whatever the thing is you know if it's i don't know i don't know the example but you need to be able to touch and feel it to really make it click um so there's still that too of of going to fintech to see the newest latest, greatest innovations, and also find vendors that you may not have ever known before. There was one there last year in New Orleans. Uh, it was the the concrete mixing uh, buggy. I don't know what I don't know what it's called. I probably should. But you hook up your water source, you hook up your electrical source, and you just top, you top, uh, top in. Top in is not the right word. You dump in uh, your bags of like quick creed or sack creed or pre-mixed aggregate, that sort of thing. And it'll sit there and mix it. Kind of like a mud hog, but different. Uh, I had never heard of them before. I didn't even know they existed until we were walking by. I was like, oh, that is slick. 
and we need to talk about this. I would have never known they existed before, but because I walked the show floor there, there were. I think it's I think it's that people do on the supplier side, people do hold back innovations to kind of unveil them there. And I think ultimately what I love about the culture of AFA is that it is it's built on handshakes and relationships. And yeah. And that's what also why I think, you know, 20, last 20 years, as, as social media has grown, they've, there's, people have been ringing the bell of our trade shows relevant and trade shows continue to grow. They continue to get better and bigger. And I think ultimately it comes and, and the pandemic taught us this, that yes. in, in most industries, but specifically in ours, people love spitting their hand and shaking. I mean, they just yeah. want, they want a good solid relationship with people and and that's where fintech is where that relationship starts well that's the thing and the pandemic taught us that you're absolutely right that we were having these conversations before the pandemic about you know our trade shows so relevant that sort of thing and then we couldn't have them they just yeah. took them away yeah. for a while yeah, exactly we we're like oh okay I we're sorry Can we go back please it was it didn't feel good at all no no I, now we do them and we just skip this spitting in the hand part yeah, yeah, there's still like there's still hand sanitizer involved and that sort of thing, but uh, but yeah, no, it's it. We felt it when I couldn't go to a fence tag, and when I couldn't go to these trade show, these home and lawn and garden shows, uh, we felt that as a company, you know, we got disconnected from yeah. our customers, from our vendors, like we got disconnected on all on all fronts here, and uh. This is well. I say that last year we held our. We were able to go to a couple trade shows. They opened up last year. Now this year, everyone's back open to trade shows, and we are stoked. We are very we're feeling, excited. We're feeling that excitement with with Oklahoma City too. So that's why we're pacing ahead. Rooms are difficult to get now, and you know, and and it just that excitement is carrying over to what we're experiencing in the fence industry. Absolutely. Let's uh, say hello to a few people. There's a question here at the bottom I want to get to, and then we'll, we will pick it up at number three. Uh, let's see. So fence vlogs. What's up guys. Happy Saturday. Uh, I did get your email. So fence vlogs want a giveaway from nationwide. So I need to get you connected and plugged in and get your uh, goodies sent over to you. Michael Taylor. What's up, bam. How are you? Can't wait to see everyone there. Cannot wait to see you. Here's a guy everybody knows or should know. Tony Thornton. What's up, Tony? Hey, Tony? Morning, gentlemen. I don't know. Gentlemen, he said that plural. So I know you're here, but I, who else is he watching? <laughs> the gentleman? I don't know. I don't know. He's ultra polite. So I think he probably <laughs> meant both of us, but I think he mostly meant, he mostly meant you. Well, debatable, but I'll take it. I'll, okay. Ashley's here with us. What's up, Miss Roth? Uh, good morning, Joe and Michael. Can't wait to see you both in a few weeks. I agree. Yeah. I'll actually see Ashley at Staining Seal University, which is here uh, next week. So February is a busy month. We've got a lot going on. Week after next, right? We oh, it is week after yeah. next. Yeah, next week. So the next I week is a manufacturing cool. convention. February is the month of conventions. It seems like uh, it Michael is. Greenfield has a question for you. Also, Michael, the Michaels are question. I have a question for each other. So, question for Michael Reed: Has the AFA considered doing FinTech at a destination? Uh, like Las Vegas, Tampa, Orlando, et cetera. So FinsTech gets planned out several years in advance. One destination that I know folks are excited for, we're not talking too much about it uh, today because we're talking about Oklahoma City, but yeah. uh, 2024 will be in Nashville. And yeah. and the last time 
uh, AFA was in Nashville. Uh, it was the largest, uh, the largest FinTech that was on record. So um, we're going to beat it for Oklahoma City, and then we're going to beat it again next year. So then we have a schedule, uh, and that those get negotiated way out in advance. And Orlando is in that future schedule, along with some other destinations like Long Beach and. Nice. So we've got those mapped out for the next several years. So I'm glad you brought up Long Beach, Michael. So that was, I forget, I was having a conversation with somebody and, and we we're talking, talking about how the trade shows don't get very far west or, you know, they, they, they're kind of central or east or north or south, but they don't get west very much. So it's, it's good to hear uh, the, the western portion of the United States get mentioned. Well, we, we do make an attempt to move them around. Yeah. Um, but there's a kind of the calculus that goes into picking a destination is where do your members want to go? Yep. Uh, where have you had successful events in the past? Uh, and all of that gets kind of jumbled around. And then there's a, you know, there's kind of incentives to go to certain places and, and that all gets decided in our case, that all gets decided by volunteers. So the, the beautiful thing about AFA is that when we, choose FinTech locations, it is a group of volunteers that ultimately makes a recommendation to the board of directors and then the board sets that schedule. So sure. I'm kind of lucky in coming into this now seven months where uh, that's always a thumb wrestle, right? Because people want people want that event in their backyard. They want people, yeah. but we do FinTech in January or February. Sure. And uh, there are some locations where people are trying to escape from in January and February. So <laughs> yeah. that, that also, we want to go to a destination that people want to be at in the wintertime. Right. Well, and that's a fair point. So one, one kind of part of the calculus that goes into this too is, you know, whether one, I guess how accommodating the venues are too, like the areas, yeah. like obviously we're OKC is absolutely rolling out the red carpet, great yeah. facility, new facility. So that puts them higher than maybe at a venue that, doesn't really mind one way or the other if we come or not. So like, well, do we want to be welcomed or we, do we want to, you know, what does that feel like? Um, and, and probably the size too, the size yeah, of the we event. We take up a lot of space. Um, yeah. well, our gear tends to, you know, our displays take up a lot of space. So the beautiful thing about Oklahoma city is we're taking up all of the space. Uh, you know, just like we're running out of hotel rooms, we're running out of the booth space too. So if you're, if, if suppliers are out there listening to the show too, uh, and you haven't moved on that, shame on you because there's not much selection left. So um, the, the beautiful thing about it, not only OKC being new, but like I said, it's going to be fence and gate, fence and gate world all around us. Yeah. I, I think that's going to be something to see. It really is because yeah. the, the last several years have been in, in bigger destinations where, yeah, you just kind of blend in with everyone else. It's it's gonna be interesting to see what that's like being kind of the uh, being the show in town. Yeah. So so in answer to Michael's question, though, just to yeah. just to kind of be clear, those yeah. are mapped out long in advance. Uh, there are certain destinations like Phoenix, Long Beach, um, Salt Lake City, Nashville, Orlando that are already kind of in the schedule uh, for the next several years. And that gets done for a variety of reasons, not not the least of which is we lock in our pricing now sure. uh, at these rates. And and lucky for us that we did do that because um, 
we've seen what this last year do, has done for inflation and prices. Oh yeah. No, oh, absolutely. Well, and especially with a venue like OKC, which is still a fairly new venue, I think as more people more people go there and experience it, it's going to be a harder venue to get into. Also, I would I would think so. I I, I would think so. Yeah. So I can't we're kind of fortunate see, in this. I can't see wait to see the evaluations because I I just I think people are going to have a really good time. I agree. I agree. A couple more questions, and we'll get we'll get to number three here. So well. Cannon's here with us. Jackson Fence Company says, morning, guys. Cannon Johnson here. Just tuning in. Let's go. Cannon, welcome. Welcome, Cannon. See you. Uh, Corey says, every email that comes into my business account ends in a Fence Tech banner now, and I love it. This is the truth. The uh, the marketing push is very sorry. effective. On this. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. I, sorry, I mean, not sorry. I mean, I I posted the uh, the infographic on on uh, my Facebook page yesterday, saying, "Hey, I'm going to be there. Who who else is going to be there?" So it's effective. It's effective. I don't think you should ever apologize for effective marketing. <laughs> uh, Jackson says everything is better in Tennessee. Bring it home to the Rocky Top. I agree. It, I'm, we're kind of spoiled here in the next couple of years. So Oklahoma City is drivable for us. Uh, Nashville is drivable for us. So we're kind of kind of fortunate right now because so we're going to another convention, a social media marketing convention um, out in San Diego, which is obviously not drivable. Let me tell you about airfare recently. Uh, yeah. It they're getting proud of it. They're getting awfully proud of it. Yeah. About a about a thousand a person to fly there anymore. So we're, we appreciate it being drivable also. Uh, Dan Wheeler, Fence Industry Podcast. What is up, Dan? Good morning, Joe and Michael. Joe, I'll yeah. see you soon at State University. Michael in OKC. See you there. Absolutely. Uh, John has a question. First time putting, uh, first time uh, trying to start and put in my fence using steel post and wood fence. I like that you're off to a good start, but space my post at 10 foot uh, apart on accident. Uh, what's the best way to fix? Live in a windy area. Uh, the best way to fix that would be to go with four foot spacing or five foot spacing. So basically split the difference. Um, when we, when we install, so eight foot, eight foot on centers, uh, what we prefer, it's our, the standard that we follow, uh, except for when we go up to eight foot fence, uh, typically six foot on center, or if it's, if it's in a really windy area, we'll go down to a four or five foot on center. So, uh, I would say one, it will double the amount of posts you need, but five foot on center, especially if it's windy. Uh, you didn't say how tall the fence is, so that's probably part of this equation. But uh, yep, put it put a post right in the middle of the post you already got. Michael, what do you think? I'm gonna stay in my lane. Sounds like you know what you're talking about. I'm gonna <laughs> stay in my lane. Yep, that's fair. That's fair. No, I I think uh, you're gonna double the amount of posts you use, but uh, no one's ever cried about having too sturdy of a fence. I think there's a lot of people that have uh, spilt some tears over having a fence that's not as structurally sound. So sure. what what is the old saying? Uh, cry once. You only want to cry once, right? Just cry it in the beginning when you got to pay for it and you don't have to worry about it ever again. Um, so, Corey, so this is one of the one of the comments. My only complaint is missing the lectures because I will be at the CGAD. Yeah, there's only so much time. And that's really kind of the dilemma is do you do the certification route or do you do the uh, educational route? There's not a good answer. There's not a good answer. There's not. There's not. 
That's why, so one of the things that we've tried to do this next year is give people options throughout the year. And so one of the things you'll notice when you're at FinSTech, try, think of this more like a, a marathon and not a sprint. OKC or, or any trade show is going to be the sprint, so you can sprint yeah. during that time. And the rest of the year, you could focus on your credentialing. And um, yeah. and, and so, so you just remember that it's kind of a long-term prospect here, not, not trying to get everything in all at once. But, but yeah. Corey raises a great problem because I'm putting more emphasis on making sure we get the highest caliber speakers at the conference. And so what Corey's feeling is going to be a very real pain because it's like, well, what do, do I advance professionally in my, with a specific credential or do I attend these four different awesome speakers? And I, you know, again, that, and I'm going to chalk that up into the sorry, not sorry category, because yeah. what we're going to try to do this year is we're going to record some of those things that we think are going to be more popular and offer them after. Okay. And then we're going to offer more credentialing opportunities throughout the year. And then it, it doesn't become so painful that you can't do sure. everything all at Prince. Well, yeah. So, so I think, I think the key here, Corey is, uh, I mean, it, it, you're already signed up for CGAD. So this is, this is set for this year for you, but moving forward, probably whatever credential you're going for one, there's a lot of on the road training going on. Also AFA university is a great resource. So see if whatever you're going for is offered elsewhere in the year uh, and then focus on educational lectures because you can't see those elsewhere. You know, if we can get credentialing later in the year, but we can also see a speaker that we won't be able to see again, maybe that's the route. So Maybe. I, 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 feel, I feel for it because you're trying to you know, get the most out of your investment dollars. And, and, I, and going to FinStech is definitely an investment. Um, so... I, I feel the pain. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing is, but it is, you're right. It's a sprint. It's an absolute blur. It is, it is a sprint. You know, we, for new Orleans, that was the first, was it? Yeah. It was the first year we went with the intention of making content, bringing the FinTech experience to whomever couldn't attend FinTech. Uh, so we're doing, you know, uh, supplier interviews. We're doing show floor walks, we're doing stuff like that. I really felt like we landed and then I blinked. And then we're back on the plane. Like, what? What happened? Did I eat? Did I sleep? I don't know. It was uh, it was an absolute blur. Just because there's so much, there's only so much time. So it's being compressed into this small space and time. Uh, it is a bit of a blur. Yeah. Let's talk about number three. The top five reasons to attend FinTech. Number three, uh, you get to learn something new. So this is kind of what we're talking about: technical yeah. skill building. Yeah. This, this is this is starting to feel like a real show here, Michael. Like it's we didn't do it on purpose, but it's nice when it it's nice when it works out. Yeah, thanks, Corey. Yeah, great tee up. We need a. This is really feeling nice. Um, the FinSec conference is a great opportunity to learn, right? So we're talking about credentialing. Uh, we're also talking about these educational. So you could probably put the ability to learn in a couple different buckets here. Uh, I think. Michael, could you speak on a little bit on the educational lectures, like what people can expect to see there? Uh, that was one thing I had no idea about until I showed up. So I'll talk about education in general, because I think okay. the conference becomes a reflection of where we're going. We, we look at professional development or, or education kind of in three big buckets. So we look at it in terms of 
your technical skill building. So a program like the gate design school, that's technical. Sure. Uh, if you're talking about um, how to actually build fence in each of the different disciplines, that's all technical. That's the first kind of bucket. Those things that'll make you technically competent in your profession. The next bucket are what are those things in terms of running your business? Now, what are the things that, you, what are the strategies that you need to employ? What are the systems that you need to employ? What are those things that, that are causing you pain or inefficiencies in your business that you can get better? So that's the second bucket of where we look at education. Okay. And then the third bucket is this idea of entrepreneurial leadership. This idea that we are a very unique, wonderful, exceptionally fast moving industry now because we have some really smart entrepreneurs. And so we look at that third bucket is how do we lead and manage our, our entities? And it doesn't matter whether you're coming at it from a supplier side or coming at it from an education side. That leadership component is something that your professional trade association, AFA, should provide to you. So the reflection of this year's conference moves in that direction, bucket A, which is that technical competence, bucket B, which is your business, uh, leading your business, and then that, that bucket C, which is leadership and management. And when you start to look at AFA's offerings, you're going to be able to identify, oh, this is Fence Installation School, that's bucket A. Oh, this is Fence Contractor Business School, oh, that's that's learning how to run you know, a, competent, a, a, a comprehensive business. And then this leadership and management piece is has kind of some of our newer offerings this year, uh, but it's pretty powerful. So that's what you'll see in the conference programming moving forward and then overall in our education programs for uh, for AFA. Nice, nice. I like it. That was I was I was really surprised, pleasantly surprised with the educational content, the the lecture side content. Uh, when we showed up, like I said, that first time in San, in San Antonio, I showed up wide eyed. I had never been to one. I'd never experienced it. And I was like, oh, so it's more than a trade show. Like there, like we could actually learn a lot. So I, uh, that first year, like I said, was really groundbreaking for me. So if you guys are attending for the first year, one register and two, check out the educational content that you can also participate in, uh, when you show up, it was, I'm, I, I'm blown away by the quality of our instructors and not just the ones at, at the conference. So when we run a fence installation school or the gate programs, uh, you know, the gate designer school or the operator and installer school, when we do those, the level of instruction is, it, it blows me away of how good it is. It, it, where our instructors are top notch. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, that, that was kind of my impression the first time. So I, so the first time I went, I had originally was just going to go walk the show floor. And then I started, I got the brochure or the you know, brochure and I was like flipping through the different educational topics. I was like, ooh, I need to go back and sign up for this too because I, we've got a lot of content here. And here's the next problem is, is like overlapping content. Where I was like, ooh, I want to actually see both of these. Oh, flip a coin. They're both great. I don't know. Uh, so they, yeah, the next year I went in and I actually mapped out what content I wanted to, or who I wanted to go see talk on what, but it is as far as, uh, as far as lecturers, I guess, is that, or trainers, educators, uh, it's a nice list. It's not kind of the who's who in the fencing industry to a large extent. So, yep. 
Yep. And, and, you know, the, the, I think we talked about this in pre-show, but I think that's the other benefit of what AFA does, has done strategically is, uh, you know, our, our director of professional development, Nick Wright, came out of the field and is now running our education programs. And I think what that's going to do over time is build a career path that when people come to the industry, they say, hmm, this is my path to advance from I'm brand new all the way to a, a certified fence professional, or I'm brand new all the way to a gate technician. And, and our ability to then partner with our members to say, why would you create your own, your own kind of career pathway when you can just use this map to advance your people. You stay focused on building your business and then sure. we'll be your training partner so your people get better. I like I like that a lot because I think people there some people are just natural born educators, right? Yeah. Trainers, yeah. you know, we'll we'll I'll, I can teach you how to do this that and the other, and then others just aren't. And if that's not your skill set, you need to find someone with that skill set to provide the training to your people. I think that's one of the things AFA is doing really well is providing that, you know, whether it's fitness installation school or the operations management, like top-notch educators, but doing some really good training. So. And the, the beautiful thing is when you identify somebody, I'm just going to call out somebody that I know is here, but you, you, you call out a Dan to say, hey, we need you to volunteer to teach in the school. And you just watch them at the beginning of the week as an instructor develop all the way to the end of the week in their instructor. And then all of a sudden they're like, Give me more, give me more <laughs> training opportunities. That kind yeah. of that kind of experience is is how you remember earlier in the conversation we were talking about people getting tapped into AFA to where to yeah. their passions. That's yeah. an exact example of uh, of somebody's thinking, well, I'm I'm not gonna teach at a school. Then they get voluntold or volunteered to do it. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, I, I actually have some skills in this. How do I get better at this? And and that's something your professional society should do for you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it, it's training of all different types because a lot. One of the ways you learn really well is by teaching others, right? Doing teachbacks. Absolutely. So by becoming a trainer and helping teach others, you're also honing your own skills as well. Absolutely. It makes you think critically about what you're doing so that you can explain it. Couldn't so. couldn't have even said it better myself, but that's exactly right. The more you teach, the more expert you become. Well, yeah, because you, like I said, you have to think about it critically. It's, this is big in the medical field. Uh, so uh, you watch one, you do one, you teach one. And before you show proficiency, you have to be able to teach others how to do it proficiently. Uh, that, that's a massive takeaway, huge yeah. takeaway. And that's one of the things. So when we're, when we're teaching team members like out in the field, that's one of the things like with Scott, our super, that's one of the things I stress to him is like, you need to have these guys teach you to do it. He's like, well, I already know how to do it. I, not for learning, right? But they need to be able to walk you through the process to show that they know the process front and back. And it's going to make them think about it a little bit differently and able to verbalize what they're doing rather than just go, eh, you just do it this way. No, explain it. Why do we do it this way? How do we do it? That sort of thing. Yep. All right. Number two, top five reasons to attend Fence Tech and OKC. OKC in 23. Innovation. Uh, if you don't save at least three things, uh, if you don't see at least three things on the show floor, that will be game changers for your business. You're either hungover or not thinking hard enough. It 
it could be both. It it, it could be both. It depends. <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> depends on no, whose no, after I party you showed up to. Number tonight. three out there, Joe. You've walked the floor. Yeah. Yeah, I just threw the number three over there. But don't you think that anyone, regardless of time and business, long, short, don't you think that if you don't walk away with at least three ideas, something's yeah. not right? Well, absolutely. And an idea could be a new vendor contact, yeah. right? So we, which show was this? This was Phoenix, uh, Finsec Phoenix a few years ago. Um we picked up a new vendor. It was a na national vendor. It, we knew they existed, but we just didn't have a relationship with them. Uh, we, one of our previous generations had, and it didn't go well. Um, so that was still like, that's, that's the blessing and the curse of a multi-generational company is the memory like kind of stays with you for a little while. Right. And so uh, this particular vendor, I walked past her booth and uh, they said, Hey, you know, do you do business with us? I said, Nope, sure don't. Why not? Well, my granddad had a bad experience and this and that and the others. All right, <laughs> let's talk about this because that was 30 years ago, maybe. And one or two things have changed. And so we sat down and we kind of talked it through and, and said, well, all right, so let's do a test buy of this, that, and the other, and just see how it goes. And it went well. And now they remain, you know, one of our key vendors. Um, so you could walk away with new vendor relationships uh, which which is one of the takeaways. You can meet a vendor that you never knew existed. All right. Like it's for, for last year, the big push was software, right? At least for us, yeah. what I saw was software. And so uh, we met, we met a couple good softwares out there. So, well, one of ArcSight, they sent me a nice bottle and it's nice to drink out of. So I drink out of it. Uh, but also uh, contractor accelerator was another one that was there, uh, which these are kind of coming more into focus. So we are, we use job Nimbus uh, in house and we like it. Unfortunately, right now, job Nimbus has kind of put a pause on onboarding new fencing contractors. They're kind of retooling their onboarding process, that sort of thing. They're remodeling the house. Um, so now it kind of comes more into play. Like, well, so because people ask me because of this show, we talk about this and they're like, well, what do you use? Like, well, I use this, but you can't use that right now. Cause they're not bringing people on. Um, so I walked away with a couple good solutions. I never met contractor accelerator before, you know, before new Orleans. And so now I've got, you know, say, and I usually preface it with, I don't use it, but I've been through the demo. It seems okay. You could walk away with different options is my point. I think so too. I think, and, and I think what you need to do is, is it needs to be kind of a force multiplier for your own thinking. If you've got like, six ideas of how you can either increase efficiency or you can grow. And if you're debating which of these six ideas is really the best idea, then you go to, you go thinking, these are, this is what I'm thinking. I'm open to other stuff, but this is what I'm thinking. One of those things is going to come to the lead and you're going to go, you know what, if I use this tool, I'm going to see this in my business. And, and that, yep. that's that innovative thinking. I think a lot of people get stuck in, 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 when we talk about innovation, a lot of people get stuck of, in the world of possibilities. And yeah. I think coming to FinTech, you can have the best possibility rise to the top and, and, and kind of force multiply your own thinking about your business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one thing we did too, was we had two vendors that we needed to work together, like to, for what yeah. we needed to do. We're yeah. like, all right, 
So you have about five minutes because I need you to talk to so-and-so and we need to like figure out some sort of partnership here yeah. to make this thing work better. Whereas if we we're trying to like conference call in or zoom in, it, it would take much longer rather than saying, I need, need both of you. We need to have a conversation here. I need both of you for about five minutes. Uh, it's all, also easier to do it that way too. And it's amazing to see that happening in a reception format. So you've got all these people intermingling and they're all talking, laughing, and all of a sudden you see these people huddled together. And you know, when, when you get people together to solve a problem and they're all standing there with a, with a soda pop or a beer in their hands, it's a lot different conversation than a big formal yeah. meeting. You can get a lot oh, of yeah. things done really quickly when you're, when you're yep. chatting with a, with a soda pop. Well, then you can see somebody else walk by and grab them into the conversation. Or, or you know who's in the room, so you're like, oh, you know who could help this along. Let me go grab so-and-so and see if they want to come into this because we can all get some stuff together, get, you know, get some stuff done together quicker than if we were trying to do it offline. And I think what happens is that people are in innovative mode when they're there. I think that people are being extremely creative because there's a lot, you're, you, you aren't doing other things or you, sure. I think it's difficult to do other things. You are fence and gating when you're at Vinstech and, and, yeah. and your creativity comes up to the forefront and you get two or three very creative, very passionate people trying to solve a problem. And, and that's what advances your business, whether you're on the supplier side or you're on the contracting side, that's what advances your business. Well, so here's the example, right? So we're in New Orleans, uh, we're at Young Fence Professionals. So I'm glad I went, right? So I'm glad Nathan kind of drug me along. Uh, not really drug me along, that's the wrong word, but brought me along. Um, so Joshua Glover was there. He's like, hey, I need you to come out here and meet Sam Williams because we need to talk about getting him uh, kind of in the social light, like getting him in front of more people, not social lights, not the right word, but getting him in front of the community, like plugging him in. I like you to talk to him about it. And then while I was there, he's like, actually I'm, I'm doing the marketing push on the national board. So could I plug you in with a few other people? Like, yeah. And all this is happening outside the young fence professionals, you know, if I hadn't been there, would it have been different? I don't probably. Right. Josh and I have known each other for how long, and it took us all seeing each other at this reception for us to kind of put the dots together. Yeah. And and that's resulting in some really cool stuff that will be highlighted yeah. at FinSTech. So if you want yeah. to see it in real life and you want to see it first, wink, wink, yeah. be at FinSTech. Yeah, it'll there. There's gonna be it's a lot of good cool. unveilings. It's pretty. It's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, yeah. I was just uh, we were talking about it a little bit before this, and I was talking to uh, the kind of ringleader of this yesterday, and it uh, it's it's gonna be cool. It's gonna it's be cool. cool. Let's say hi to a few people, and then let's see, because yeah. So we just wrapped up number two. Yeah, if you don't walk away with three things, you're doing something wrong. Like it's well. The other thing I was gonna say is hardware, right? So whether we're talking about tools. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Or whether we're talking about just being able to put hands on something. And like for whatever reason, I think I understood the wire hog, but I didn't understand it in depth until I went and put hands on and go, oh, this is how it opens and this is how it operates. If I hadn't put hands on it, like I would probably get it. Like I understand basically what it does, uh, but not nearly like being able to be there, put hands on it and have, have a, you know, a professional of that 
you know, an expert of that piece of equipment explain it to me in depth. Uh, just different. It's just yeah, different. Well, it is. And like you said, it leads to efficiencies in business. You know, it just knowing that these products exist and how they work. Now, if I see an, you know, if we start going in long, large scale commercial chain link projects, I know, okay, this is something that we need to invest in because here's how it works and here's how it can lead to profitability sooner than, you know, doing it by hand or whatnot. I think it, just to remember, it always starts in, it always starts in your head as an idea Sure. And then it becomes that that multiplier, that trade show multiplier. Just well, yeah, because while I'm in this booth, I see two or three other people I know, and they go, oh, do you use this yet? Like, well, I don't. They're like, you got to, because here's how <laughs> I use it, and here's how he uses it. You know, we're talking, uh, no dig driving is kind of a big subject right now on Facebook, because there's a lot of good products coming out into the market specifically for that. Well, I was over at, I call them sky drills. Some people call them skid drill. I don't know. I call them sky drills. The the sky drill. I, you know what? I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. So I'm in that their booth talking about it, and then someone I don't, I have never met in my life. Like, do you use these? Like, well, no. He goes, you should. Like, well, you know, that's why I want to learn about. it. He goes, don't learn about it. I'm telling you, I tried this, that, and the other thing. This is where I wish I would have started. So he's like that. He uh, he was a guy that did a lot of solar, so he did he did a lot of large scale uh, commercial chain link. He's like I I would have saved myself years of headache and heartache if I just stopped. So that's kind of the other benefit too is you can learn about it from the company, but also there's going to be people walking by that were willing to walk you through or explain their thought process on using whatever it is you're considering. So or or save you from. Investing yeah. or doing something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go, uh, why, you why are you thinking about place, that? I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. You just say, well, my experience was right. this. Now, yours could be different. You might be trying to use it in a different way. But, but. <laughs> this is this has been my experience. Maybe save yourself some headache and heartache. I save your wallet. I, that's I what we really that, need to be And doing. that connection, that exchange creates a connection that you don't know. I mean, yeah. I think about that. You know, if you, if you knew... Josh for a long time and he got you tapped into something you were passionate about that allows you to do something you're really good at in a new way. Yeah. And then you, you met the, you know, the AFA president at the time to kind of Sam's Sam's job as AFA president was to create infrastructure. And that's exactly what happened. So it's, that's, that's, that is exactly what I'm talking about, about people getting connected into AFA. Right. Well, and this this could have happened outside of FinTech, right? Possibly. But I had known Josh for a while. Josh had known Sam for a while. And this hadn't happened until we were all three at the same place. And, and we just started connecting dots. So that that's the power of being at an in-person event anywhere, much less, <laughs> you know, but specifically at FinTech. Because you get a bunch of the same-minded people together, which, which is mostly a good thing. <laughs> mostly. Let, let's uh, let's say out a few more people. And then we got the number one reason to attend FinTech OKC in 23. Sounds good. Alan Bolding says, good morning, everyone. Alan's pretty fortunate because he lives in OKC. So that kind of works out. I, I have zero hope that FinTech will ever come to Springfield, Missouri. So I am jealous that Alan gets one in his hometown. Uh, you probably don't want to come to uh, Springfield. the next few years. We're booked. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the hotels will sell out quickly. There are not many. 
But uh, all right. So Roger Bittencourt said, almost miss it. Howdy, fence fam. Welcome, Roger. Another Texanite. Is that what we call it? I think that's what Texans, I think, is what we Anyway, what's up, Kenny Dugan? Kenny Sane Man says, morning, guys. Morning, Kenny. I'll see you morning, in a couple weeks. Uh, Je Jesse Mingles here. I just made it. I just made it then. I had, so this is probably when we're talking about Job Nimbus. So I think that answer started getting rolled out right around first of the month. So you got in a month ago, you got in kind of right at the end. Now, from what I've heard, the intention is that it will be reopened in the future once some revamping is done. Uh, Jesse says, good afternoon, guys and gals. Jesse, good afternoon. Is it afternoon already? Well, probably where you are. All right. I panicked there for a second. This thing has gone way too long if it's afternoon already. Uh, Jesse is with Spring Valley Fence Company. Jesse, welcome. Appreciate it. Kyle says, better late than never. Hey, Fence fam. Welcome, Kyle. Absolutely. You guys can also watch the replay. Uh, so after this thing, after we get done, it takes it a minute to upload and then re-uploads it as a recorded version of the live. Or you can listen to the podcast. And Jeremy's going to be upset with me because I didn't say that in the beginning of this interview, that you can also listen to this in a podcast form, a recorded live version. Re recorded live? Is that what that's called? Recorded live. Yeah, it's a recorded live. Yeah. Look at us using real terms. Pro Wash Missouri. Hello, gents. Hello, Pro Wash Missouri. Corey says, uh, oh, Corey has a good point. I heard if you have fence tech in your hometown, you have to do free shop tours all week. <laughs> <laughs> not a bad rumor. Corey might have started that rumor. So <laughs> uh, there, there are a few a few shops in OKC that I would like to see. There's some top-notch organizations there. Yes, there are. Yes, there and, are. And actually, since we're coming to his hometown, Alan and I are grabbing lunch one day while we're there. Arrowfence says, good informative show today. Thank you, Arrowfence. Appreciate that. Out of Thank the Tulsa area. It's coming to their backyard. All right, number one reason to come to FinSTech 23 and OKC. If you don't come, you're going to wish you did. And this could not be more true because uh, we're going to talk about it for a while. We're going to have video. Now, we try, to we try to create as much content as we can while we're there. We're going to have – we're actually, we're going to have more cameras this year than we had last year just trying to record. That was kind of our thing is last year there's only so much content we could produce. Right, and it's a big show. It's a sprint, so we're gonna try to produce content and bring it to people that couldn't go. But you just, but you miss that personal interaction that we're that we're talking about, and you miss out on on the lectures, and you miss out on the reception dinners. You just all of that you miss out on. I, I likened it again when I was up in in New Jersey a few a uh, few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. I likened it to, hey, you knew this party was coming. You got the invitation, you chose not to go, and then after everybody's like, wasn't that a cool party? And you're sitting yeah. there like, well, I, I didn't go. Yeah. Well, you're gonna, you're gonna if if you miss it, you're gonna wish you had gone. Yep. Yeah, I've I've been there before where yeah, you get the invitation, you've got something else going, so you don't go, and then all the next the next month, all year like, did you see what so and so did? That was awesome. You're like, well, no, I didn't because I was fishing or something like whatever else i was doing you're like oh, oh it'll never happen again you missed it forever like that's that is kind of the situation here is uh just you know because vendors change you know we, you see products change you see that th each fin stick is kind of unique to its own 
that you can't simply say, well, let me give you an, an example. So my dad used to go to Finstex. It used to be back in the day, they were always in Vegas. Every year it was just always in Vegas. And he would go every three years because he's like, well, if you saw it once, next year's probably the same. But then every time he came back, he's like, you won't believe the, the what I just saw. Like, well, is it new or is it two years old? If you were there three years ago, it could be two years old by now, Dad. Like, you, this might not be cutting edge. Uh, you really got a plan to attend every year. I, I think I think we're at a we're at a point now in many industries, but I certainly would say in kind of this fence gate and perimeter security space that things are changing so rapidly that. You have mergers, you have consolidations, you have new companies entering the space. You have so much change that's happening so rapidly that you miss a, if you miss FinTech, you miss a huge opportunity. Uh, And what, what we're doing is we're trying to make that even more so by, by pulling people together to advance either government relations or advance, you know, this marketing communications thing that you've been working on. So we're trying to advance things uh, that are important to leaders in the industry, in addition to all the innovative and creative things that are happening with on on the supplier side. Absolutely, and and so, so by not going, you miss out on all of that. Yeah, and we're definitely stoking that FOMO, that fear of missing out fire. And just we sure. recognize that, but 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 in this case, it actually is true. You hurt your business yeah. if you don't go. I, I, I believe that. I really do because the connections I've made at Finstex, and it seems like I always make different connections at each one. Sure. You know I mean? It's not like I made all my connections in year one. It's like every year I continue to make connections. I keep, continue to get to introduce to people that are like, can I put you in my, we don't call it Rolodex anymore, uh, in my phone. Can I put your information in my phone? Because I feel like we need to continue this conversation. Um, it happens every year. It happened last year. I got introduced to some really cool people. I'm like, I feel like I need to know you. Like, you are where I want to be in the future. Like, could we continue this conversation? And I had never met them before at any of the other FinTechs. Yeah, I each think one's I, unique. I, I think it's exactly right. And and the only thing that I would say in, ter- in terms of the Fence family who thinks, well, I've never been. It's it's too late. It's too. I, I'm too. I think the, the the scariest one is the first one. So yeah. Go to the first one and talk to talk to uh, you know my team that's in the AFA booth. Whether you're a member or not, come talk to us in the booth, and we'll we'll help you find where it is and who it is you should be connected to. We'll yeah. get the ball rolling for you. So it might feel you know I'm going to show up and there's going to be four thousand, however many people are going to be this sure. fence tech. I'm just going to be one little fence company here, and the reality is is. Yeah, you are, and and you could be a big fence company with the right yeah. connections. Well, that's it. You can get plugged in. All it takes is a few good connections to really leapfrog a business. Absolutely. You know, to meet with the the most impactful thing you can do is meet someone that is where you want to be, that is currently at a level that you strive to be at. That's because correct. then th- those people love help. Typically, those people love helping, right? And so we're kind of in that role now where like I'm, I'm talking to guys that are where I want to be five or 10 years from now, but I'm also meeting guys that want to be where we are now in five or 10 years. So I can say, all right, well here, here's some pitfalls that I fell for that you can avoid. Here's some hard lessons I learned that I'd, I'd be willing to share with you. 
those are the type of people that are there also. It's it people is. that are investing it, it, in their companies. It is. It is. It is. It is a great community to be a part of because there are people who will help you. Uh, I call them shortcuts and potholes, right? So they'll show you the shortcuts that sped them along, and they'll show you the potholes that tripped them up. And yep. And and I think, uh, whatever reason you're coming to to FinTech, you know, you want to see new stuff, you want to network, you want to get involved with the industry. Whatever reason you're there, there's three or four other reasons that will keep you coming back. Yeah, absolutely. And and you're right. The first one is the scariest because you don't know. There's that fear of the unknown. You don't know what's going on. Right. Uh, that first one of mine, it was like, again, like I had no idea. I thought I just showed up and went like, oh, well, I got to register. And there's this whole educational component. And then once I got on the show floor, it was just me being wide eye, like, golly, look at all this fence stuff. Like this is like fence mecca. This is incredible. They're like, well, fence and gates as far as the eye can see. That's right. As, and to to a fence to a fence guy and gal, that's like that's the best there is. That's the it best is. there is. And so I like right then I walked in like in the first five minutes, like I will forever always come to these. Like this is this is where I these are my people. This is where I need to be. Yeah. Well, Michael, that was the top five reasons for someone to show up at as if they needed five reasons to show up at OKC. If you've been once, you know exactly what we're talking about. Uh, but for those that haven't been, maybe they need a little bit, a little gentle nudge to uh, come to the first one, but that's all it takes. You yep. show up at one, and then you might as well just pencil it in your calendar for the next forever because uh, you will just always ever be for sure. Yep. So, Joe, I appreciate being on the show. Appreciate being able to talk to folks. And of course. Uh, I look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks. I do too. It's going to be here sooner than we know it. It'll be here. Three weeks. We'll go to sleep tonight. We'll wake up there probably. That's exactly right. Michael, thank you so much for your time. I really, really do appreciate it. Um, we're talking about having you on again to do like a, a different type of content. So I appreciate your willingness. Anytime. I appreciate your willingness to come on and just talk to us about AFA related events. Sure. Anytime. Well, guys, appreciate your guys' time for watching. TikTok, I appreciate you guys tuning in because I haven't even talked to you guys at all. Uh, I'll chat with you after we wrap this up. How about that? But, guys, appreciate you tuning in. Michael, like I said, I appreciate your time. For now, I'm Joe Everest, the fence expert, reminding you that good fences make good neighbors. And I'll see you next time.